Hello and welcome to episode 15 of Spooky Girls, our special Christmas episode. (laughs) The podcast where we explore all sorts of real life paranormal and creepy occurrences. From ghost sightings and hauntings to reported alien and cryptid encounters, myths, folklore, legends and more. Every week we'll cover a different true spooky story. We're your hosts. I'm Katrina. And I am Jasmine. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. My neighbour is yeah. singing next door. And in like oh my God. the 25 years that I've lived here, he has never sung. And I don't know why he started now. Maybe he's possessed. Maybe. Maybe it's. Maybe he's possessed by now. the joy of Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was good. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So this week, um, it's kind of special because we're both going to tell stories we're gonna tell like shorter stories and they're christmas themed yes it's christmas but still spooky so yeah very spooky christmas very scary terrifying christmas Christmas. spookmas and that actually brings us on to what i wanted to do first before we begin and that is give a little promo for friend of the podcast jeff c carter So, as a follow-up to his Halloween collection, We Bleed Orange and Black, Jeff C. Carter is back with a new book for all you spooky people to enjoy over the holidays. We Bleed Red and Green, 12 Chilling Tales for Christmas, which is a stocking stuffed with holiday horror. We Bleed Red and Green presents 12 chilling tales for the holidays. Santa gets tough on the naughty list. A shut-in becomes addicted to a mysterious snow globe and a poor inventor must forge his escape from a deadly curse. See how the Christmas spirit haunts playgrounds, dive bars, desperate thieves and jungle explorers. If you've ever asked Santa for stories as black as coal that hook you like a candy cane, then you bleed red and green. We Bleed Red and Green is available now on Amazon, and we'll include a link in the episode description, so please check it out. Thank you very much, Jeff. I'm very excited to read this one too. Yeah, thanks for thanks for giving us the copy. Thank you very much. Oh, dear me. This Christmas doesn't feel very Christmassy though, I mm. must say. It's hard to be festive when like well, I mean, I know that in England you guys are having a whole different shebang going on with the super rona. Um, <laughs> and in Hong Kong, the literally just strain. nothing is happening. Yes. So, but that, that's the thing. Like, and everyone's like, will the, will the vaccine still work? But I mean, I'm sure it'll be fine. You know, it's like how the flu shot's meant to cover a range of different strains of the flu. It'll be fine. Yeah, but there's a, that's why you've got to get the flu shot every year because it's different strains. Well, yes. Well, but it's whichever strain is dominant well, yeah. Although I think I think I read somewhere that they're pretty sure that this like new strain in quotation marks is actually rather old and it's been around since the middle of summer. Uh-huh. So like, yeah, and it's probably everywhere by now anyway. And also they say that it's more contagious but less deadly, uh-huh. which is fun. Which is fun. <laughs> um, so you know that's yeah. a good few weeks off work for free then. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> No, I did. I did actually have to do a COVID test um, the other week, um, and it was horrible. It was because they really put, stuff it up there, the nose. God, honestly, like, like it's. it's like I felt tickle. like it was like. 
Yes, you know, like, I know we were talking a while ago about mummification. I felt <laughs> like someone was trying to fucking mummify me and scramble my brain with a little hook. It was horrible. Yeah, I've not had it, but from what people have said, it is like they stick the swab up your nose to tickle the back of your throat. <laughs> yeah, so like there's there's um, there's the deep throat swab, which just makes everyone gag. <laughs> and then there's the deep nasal swab, which is the one that I got. And mm. then in, in Hong Kong, we also have um, the PCR test, the spit test, yeah. which takes forever to get back. So I did not go for that one. I chose to pay like ridiculous amount of money to get the 24 hour quick test um <laughs> which was so painful i was mm. and the woman she lied to me she was like oh it's okay it's not painful maybe your eyes will water and i was like you mean like when you're in pain <laughs> you know <laughs> that natural response to pain that humans experience anyway um but yeah, get tested, guys. Get tested if you go outside into the human Save race, yourself. which I don't. Save your family. Good. Don't don't go out there. No. There's nothing out there for us anyway, Katty. Yeah. What do we need from out there? Nothing except maybe sweets. And about you, you can, can have them those. delivered. Yeah. Yes, that's true. That's true. so. Um, shall we get started? Yes, we shall. So, Fabulous. do you want to go first, or should I? I will let you go first. Ooh, okay. Just because I'm very keen to hear about this one. Okay. <laughs> I skipped. So I did watch some videos to research my story. Mm-hmm. And the one I watched, I think we we both did at separate times. <laughs> but the first, the first story in that little video clip was the thing that you're doing, Katty. Yes. And I skipped past it on purpose because I did didn't want to know. Did you? Oh, yay. Yeah. I didn't want to know. I'm very, very, very glad. <laughs> So, the story that I am covering today is the Mary Lloyd. And whenever I say it, I say it in a Welsh accent. You're allowed to, okay? It's called authenticity. Because whenever I say it, I then always (laughs) want to do a Welsh accent. And I find (laughs) it really difficult to then stop doing the Welsh accent. (laughs) Oh wait, what's occurring? I really hate <laughs> Gavin and Stacey though. <laughs> oh, but and you'd be I, lovely. I this. refuse to say what's occurring. <laughs> but you just did. <laughs> yes, anyway. I tricked you. So, the Mary Lloyd. It's very, very creepy. I like it. My sources for this story are resources.track.wales folkwales.org.uk museum.wales atlasobscura.com dailypost.co.uk wales.com and a short documentary on YouTube by Joseph M. Patterson. And I also I also apologise in advance if any of my Welsh pronunciation isn't very good. <laughs> you do that accent so well. Thank, thank <laughs> you. glorious. It's really, really nice. So pretty. It suits you as well. Maybe we're meant to be Welsh the whole Maybe. time. <laughs> Welsh sounds like Swedish to me. Welsh is like if a Scottish person and a Swedish person had a baby. That sounds very confusing. 
it makes me feel like um you know how they say that the sims are meant to sound like what english sounds like to people that can't speak english yeah that to me that's what welsh sounds like it sounds like english from the perspective of a, of a non-english speaker <laughs> makes me feel like i'm having a stroke <laughs> during the darkest days of the year traditionally sometime between christmas and new year a mysterious menacing creature may appear walking along the narrow streets of many rural villages across wales particularly in the south the creature's name is the mary lloyd meaning the grey mare in welsh and she is a skeletal horse figure who, accompanied by a group of wassail singers, similar to Christmas carolers, travels door to door challenging the homeowners to a battle of wits in the form of back and forth rhyming verses. So basically it's a rap battle. Yeah. It's like a Welsh, Hamilton. A Welsh rap battle. A Welsh version of Hamilton. Sadly, the Mary Lloyd isn't actually a real creature, but is instead a decorated horse skull placed on a pole, which is then wrapped in a white sheet, and someone goes under the sheet to make up the body and to control the skull, using a pulley system or lever to open and close the jaw. Oh, that's grim. That's it like is. a really creepy marionette. But also, like, the person that controls it. If you watch videos of it on YouTube... The person who controls it is like really convincing at being an animal, so you like forget that it's actually a person underneath. So it is just like a pet. I love it. Ghost horse. A pet. A pet ghost. Oh, yeah. that's kind of nice, I guess. Yeah. So um, it like rubs I against mean... people and like chases them and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that sounds like it could work very well at Halloween as well, so I'm very pleased about that. She is usually highly decorated, with pieces of glass, Christmas baubles or lights for eyes, and a mane made up of colourful ribbons, bells, holly, ivy and other various ornaments. The Mary Lloyd is well known for being mischievous, trying to steal things, snapping her jaws at people and chasing them, as she makes her way through the village. So, as previously mentioned, the Mary Lloyd and her group of singers travel from house to house and pub to pub, challenging the owners to a rhyming contest, also known as the Ponko. It begins with the Mary Lloyd and her party performing a series of traditional verses, essentially asking for entry into the house or pub, to which the inhabitant would reply with their own verse making an excuse for why they can't come in. This usually descends into an impromptu back and forth battle of rude and insulting rhymes until one side gives up. So this basically just sounds like a Welsh pantomime. Yeah. yeah it's, it's like a street performance, basically. I love it. If the homeowner wins, then the Mary Lloyd and her group move on to the next house. But if they lose they must allow the Mary Lloyd and her party into their home, where they will continue singing and are rewarded with food and drink such as cakes and ale. The party frequently become boisterous and mischievous as the celebration goes on, particularly as more and more alcohol is consumed. 
<laughs> and the Maori Lloyd herself may even start chasing people around and causing general trouble, after which they are all chased out of the house by the owner. <laughs> While this might seem like quite an inconvenience, the entry of the Maori Lloyd into a house is said to bring good luck for the residents for the following year, scaring away any unwanted negativity from the previous one. Although the Maori Lloyd is definitely a uniquely Welsh custom, it is part of a long tradition of European pagan midwinter rituals which celebrate nature's annual miracle of death in winter and rebirth in spring, such as bringing an evergreen tree, holly and ivy into the house, which had become features of the season and been incorporated into modern Christian traditions. In much the same vein, the Maori Lloyd is a dead horse which has been brought back to life, decorated beautifully, and can display its rambunctious and lively personality during the celebrations. It is thought that the Mary Lloyd may have also been inspired by Celtic mythology, in which the horse, especially the white or grey pale horse, was thought to have the ability to cross the boundary between this world and the spirit world, and this may explain the origins of the name, the Grey Mare, and its ghostly skeletal appearance. As with most historic folk traditions, the celebration of the Mary Lloyd has waned over time, and today not even many Welsh people know about it, or have at least witnessed it firsthand. There are, however, still areas where it continues, most notably in Llangonoid in South Wales, where it is said that the Mary Lloyd has been an unbroken tradition since it first began in pre-Christian times. Recently, more and more people are starting to reclaim the custom and heritage of Welsh folk art such as the Mary Lloyd, with Trap, a charity devoted to campaigning and advocating on behalf of the traditional arts community of Wales, actually creating a flat-pack cardboard horse head which can be assembled and decorated by children in order to teach them about the tradition so that it may live on for many generations to come. Okay, so there you have it. That is the Mary Lloyd. Mm, oh, dear dead horse. I mean, you know what? It's it's kind of wholesome in a way. Um, <clears throat> although there's something which you said which kind of stuck in my mind. So you said that it's mischievous and mm-hmm. it kind of steals stuff at some time. Yeah. Like, would this be when they come into your house and you're meant to feed them and instead all they do is steal your shit? <laughs> well, they don't. It's. I suppose it's not really stealing, but it's like they'll eat stuff and drink okay. stuff, and like sometimes you leave out money. The horse, or like the person under the horse, or the person under the horse and the horse, and also the people singing. The the horse. So the people wait outside and wait for the no, horse. No, the people. To no, they come in as well. Like everyone okay. comes. That would be pretty mean. Okay. Yeah. And it's sort of. It's like the 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 homeowners pretend that they're protesting. And then oh no, you don't. Yeah, and then they've <laughs> oh yes, I will already laid out like food and drink and stuff, and then they oh, pretend that they're angry that all of these people in this ghost horse creature are eating and drinking all of their food. So, so your turn. Um, yes. So I will now um, be speaking about uh, Frau Perchter, the Christmas witch, <laughs> who who I love very very deeply. We've always expressed on this podcast our extreme love for old crone witch type ladies. Yes. Um, it's not our fault; they just happen to be 
like fantastic people yeah, in every sense we identify of the word. with them very much so um and um i did not write down my um my sources for this no. one but it was a youtube video and wikipedia <laughs> and i just sat there and listened and Yay. read and wrote this today at work so um yes if anything is factually incorrect don't blame me please blame wikipedia um okay so let's get started the legend of Frau Perchta, or in English Bertha, though that name is considerably more naff, stems from the Alpine regions of Austria and northern Germany. Once a revered pagan goddess, the law surrounding Frau Perchta is as grim and muddy as it is curiously fascinating. Though the legends differ depending upon which area you're looking into, the basics remain the same. Frau Perchta is a witch who skulks about villages across the Alps during the 12 days of Christmas, though she is considered most active on the 12th night itself. Appearing as either a beautiful, pale-skinned woman or as a wretched old hag, she is intent upon delivering swift punishment or rewards to the unassuming townspeople. Frau Perchta is often depicted with one large webbed foot. Now this is to infer her st <laughs> Listen, okay, Same. pagan gods, pagan gods are weird, pagan gods are weird. Okay. We all know pagan gods are strange, including her webbed foot, but apparently, so it's, it's also been called her swan foot. Mm. Um, so it's meant to be graceful, but uh. it looks like, yeah, it's meant to be like a graceful, um, beautiful, um, signifier of her stature as a higher being right as yes as well as one who can shapeshift and transform at will i mean i'd rather something different <laughs> you know like a nice necklace yeah like maybe halo, maybe like but... naturally green hair or something no. i mean <laughs> i'm not sure which is funnier like a beautiful lady with a massive webbed foot or like <laughs> A shuddering little crone with a massive webbed foot. Either way, I think I don't know. I think the webbed foot would look pretty badass if she were in her ugly form, mm. and just very very odd. If not, like, can you imagine the footsteps in the snow, <laughs> like on the Alps? <laughs> <laughs> so, it also has to do with her passion for spinning flax and straw. The larger foot symbolizing her strength at the spinning wheel. Mm. Now, Frau Berchter initially represented staunch revisionism of cultural taboos and violently opposed restrictions such as the prohibition against spinning flax during high holy days. She was especially concerned that women should stay up to date with their flax spinning. And this whip-cracking attention to detail is reflected in her festive behaviors. On the 5th of January, Frau Perchter would haunt small Bavarian and Austrian townships, paying visits to each house in turn. She takes on a somewhat Santa Clausian role. If she were to pass a house and find that all the family members had worked diligently that year, they might wake up to find a silver coin in their shoe, or perhaps deposited into a nearby pail or bucket. If she were to discover the opposite, however, she would slit your belly open, eviscerate you, and do away with the innards before stuffing the gaping hole with pebbles and straw. 
Fucking hell. Mm-hmm. They, that they are two yeah, that escalated. <laughs> Those are two opposites. You know what? A, a coin in a bucket or no more guts. I don't really see the correlation. Um but maybe maybe we will in a moment. Okay, go. If you were short sighted enough to eat regularly on her feast day, because of course she was also a pagan goddess. The traditional menu for which consisting of a delightful combination of fish, meat and gruel, she would slit your stomach open too and give you the same grisly ending as your lazy, unproductive cohorts. In Bavaria there was even a cult of Perchta, whose members would leave out offerings of food and drink to appease the haggard crone in the hopes that she might treat them favourably. Somewhat like how children nag their parents to leave milk and cookies out for a certain bearded man in a red suit. Yes, Uh you see? All of our cutesy traditions have very dark roots. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yes, but uh, unlike offerings to Santa the Christmas witch, (laughs) the cult of Perchta was condemned by prolific Austrian and Bavarian statesmen and therefore forbidden. Today, Frau Perchter is still celebrated by her Perchten followers. These festivities mainly take place in the mountainous regions of Austria and Germany. In Pongau, Austria, they celebrate Schönperchten, beautiful Perchten in German, and Schachperchten, ugly Perchten, respectively, most likely in relation to how Frau Perchter appears as either young and attractive or old and terrifying. Both festivals are held each winter, with Schönperchten involving the wearing of beautiful masks intended to usher in a year of bountiful riches. Predictably, Schachperchten sees its revelers donning grotesque wooden masks, horrible horned things with great lolling tongues, yellowed teeth and caped in bestial fur. These masks are of course intended to ward off bad luck for the next year. So. Weird or wonderful, horror or holiday. That depends upon whether you've spun all your flax this year like a good child. And whether you happen to live near the Alps. Yay! The end. That was awesome, Jasmine. Thank you. I had a Another lot of fun. Another inspirational that one. woman to add to the list. Yes, we love we love a pagan goddess that has two modes, either hot as hell or gross and terrifying. Yes. Just like me. Well, that was so fun, Jasmine. That was lots of Thank fun. Thank you. Happy, happy holidays. Pleasure. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Anything to add before we wrap it up, Jasmine? Um, uh, please make sure to spin all of your flax. Uh, this is a PSA. Um, please, please, please do not um, neglect your flax spinning duties. You know better than that. Um, and if you don't, you will wake up with, um, well, I mean, you, you won't wake up. <laughs> but if you're unlucky enough to wake up, you will not have any guts left. Mm. So yeah. please be vigilant, especially you women. Because <laughs> it's always us. It's always us, isn't it? It's always, it's always us. us. So. That's all from me, folks. Thank you so much for listening. And we hope to have you back for next week's episode. If you want to get in touch for any reason, just to say hello or to send us a story of your own true paranormal or spooky experience, please email us at spookygalspodcast at gmail.com. 
and also make sure to like and follow our Spooky Gals Facebook page as well as subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can also check us out on Twitter at Spooky Gals Pod and on Instagram at Spooky Gals Podcast. If you want to support us further, then you can become a patron by going to patreon.com slash spookygals and from as little as $2 a month, you gain access to bonus episodes and other awesome content that we have planned for the future. Thank you all so much, and we'll see you next time. Stay spooky. Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! <laughs> Goodbye! Goodbye!